This is the fourth time we've recorded episode is three. Is this episode six? Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> uh, episode three. Sorry. Right. Easy mistake with that one. Okay. Um, okay. Do you want a cup of tea? <laughs> you might as well make another cup of tea. <laughs> might as well. Okay. Right. We're getting some tea. That's when you just put the intro We're getting some tea and then Oh that's the intro. Okay, that's <laughs> Oh Right, well thankfully there isn't a control right click. Oh if there is We're screwed. We're screwed. <laughs> this is this is the fourth recording of episode three. I think it's more than that. Well, is it? This is the f- no. This is the longest oh, one we've done. That is four. Right. Well, we're it's not gonna corrupt this time. It better not, or I'll because I'm not gonna use the right click button. Kill you. Right. Okay. Ben Thompson. Hello, sir. Dear me. How are you, my friend? <laughs> Tired. It's. We've, to quarter we've, past ten. we've come a long way we in have. just a couple of hours. Yes. Oh, right. Well, <clears throat> and we... So, episode three, part four. Yes, okay. <laughs> it won't corrupt this time. So, uh, so I don't know how about you, but we actually talked about something really, really recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A whole while, a while back, yeah. we had this conversation, right? Right. And basically, it was just, we were talking about dragon. Sorry, we were talking about the Bible, right? Yeah. And then we were talking about there's this dragon that's mentioned in the Bible mm-hmm. called Leviathan, right? And from that, uh, you were basically said that you thought there might have been dragons yeah, in the past. What if due to that passage there in the Bible? Dragons, yeah. And I was challenging that idea of yours. Mm. So uh, get get that verse ready while I I will speak do that. here. Um, so yeah, there's this there's this dragon in the book of Job, in Bi- in the Bible, and it's basically God is describing this this dragon. Uh, it's quite quite long, so bear with us. But it's quite okay. It's so quite you- amazing the way it's described. Anyway, Aye. right. So you can find this in Job uh, forty one. It's God challenging Job. So, can you draw out Leviathan with a fishhook, or press down his tongue with a cord? Can you put rope in his nose, or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he make many pleas to you? Will he speak to you soft words? Will he make a covenant with you to take him for your servant forever? Will you play with him as with a bird, or will you put him on a leash for your girls? Will traders bargain over him? Will they divide him up among the merchants? Can you fill his skin with harpoons or his head with fishing spears? Lay your hands on him. Remember the battle. You will not do it again. Behold, the hope of a man is false. He is laid low even at the sight of him. No one is so fierce that he dares to stir him up. Who then is he who can stand before me? Who has first first given to me that I should repay him? Whatever is under the whole heaven is mine. I will not keep silence concerning his limbs, or his mighty strength, or his goodly frame. Who can strip off his outer garment? Who would come near him with a bridle? 
Who can open the doors of his face? Around his teeth is terror. His back is made of rows of shields, shut up closely as with a seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. They are joined one, they are joined one to another. They clasp each other and cannot be separated. His sneezings flash forth light, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the dawn. Out of his mouth go flaming torches, sparks of fire leap forth. Out of his nostrils come forth smoke, as from a boiling pot and burning rushes, his breath kindles coals, and a flame comes forth from his mouth. In his neck abides strength, and terror dances before him. The folds of his flesh stick together, firmly cast on him and immovable. His heart is as hard as stone, hard as the lower millstone. When he raises himself up, the mighty are afraid. At the crashing, they are beside themselves. Though the sword reaches him, it does not avail, nor the spear, the dart, or the javelin. He counts iron as straw and bronze as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. For him, slings for him, stones are turned to stubble. Clubs are counted as stubble. He laughs at the rattle of javelins. His underparts are like sharp potsherds. He spreads himself like a threshing sledge on the mire. He makes the deep boil like a pot. He makes the sea like a pot of ointment. Behind him, he leaves a shining wake. One would think the deep to be white-haired. On earth, there is not his like, a creature without fear. He sees everything that is high. He is king over all the sons of pride. So that's outstanding imagery there in that passage. Mm-hmm. So, Which is what led me to believe, you know, this pretty big detail, surely then. Yes, it's clearly, it's clearly it went into some trouble describing this thing. Describing a dragon, yeah. Goes on for a full chapter. Yep. Describing it mm-hmm. vividly. So, uh, Leviathan's basically this big sea monster, a sea dragon, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you initially were from the perspective of that, right? Maybe dragons existed. Yeah. And I went, wanted to challenge that idea. Um, right, so this, this thing about here. Um, what is a dragon and why is it a sea dragon of all things? You know? mm-hmm. um, well, there's this idea in mythology and in all the, in the Bible and like tales of like folklore, that all like everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. In our everyday lives, okay? Uh, the sea and like everything to do with water, right? Is like a synonym for chaos, right? Mm-hmm. So you you fall into the sea like, you know, it's not your natural, obviously your, your natural place mm-hmm. is on land, right? Mm-hmm. You're in this, you're caught off guard, like everything's you, you know, yeah. nothing around you makes sense. It's, it's not familiar. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's unfamiliar, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, the sea and the water is this idea of chaos, and you know you can't really predict the unknown. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, unpredictability, right? And as I said, uh, in the Bible, it talks it well, doesn't explicitly mention this, but there's examples everywhere in the Bible about the water being chaos. Take the Noah story, for example, right? Mm-hmm. A big part of that is water. Mm-hmm. You know, it says, <laughs> it says, you didn't know yeah. the Noah story. There's a really big bit, it's all about the water. And- yeah, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, so I guess you didn't know about that. So basically, the whole world gets flooded. Whoa! What does that mean? <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? Mm. Uh, well, in keeping the metaphor, it's 
and yeah. God what does chaos. it? Yeah, what does it mean? Like your whole world's submerged under water. The whole world's in chaos. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's the the idea that this this one guy's above the chaos, and then through with God's help. Yeah, and then uh, in Mo- the Moses story, mm-hmm. he spits the Red Sea, and he walks, he gets through mm-hmm. unscathed. With God's help, yeah. And it's it's the idea that, you can... on, it's the idea that you can go through the idea of the hero goes through chaos mm-hmm. and gets to the other end. You you know he goes through the whole thing mm-hmm. like a better person. Jonah's story as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That actually has a legacy monster in it as well, mm-hmm. um, so that's 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 my understanding of what the sea is and water. Mm-hmm. Now, what's my understanding of the dragon? You know, it talks about this mighty dragon. Mm-hmm. A dragon's dra- all a dragon is is this thing that can kill you. It's an apex predator. Yeah, it's, it's like a lion and a snake and a eagle that breathes fire. Pretty Jump. much, yeah. You know, enough said. Uh, is this Teeth, a, claws, yeah. wings, a whole lot. No. What is it? What, what does it mean? This chaos that can kill you. That's what Leviathan is. It's it's chaos. It's the it's our description. It's the best description of chaos that can kill you. Mm. That's what I believe Leviathan to be. Um, we we story. I just uh describe it a bit better uh, we, there's a uh, children's story about a dragon and the way it goes is there's this kid's well there's this wee dragon that shows up in this kid's house someday and the kid goes look mum there's a dragon and the mum mum ignores it because uh, dragons don't exist of course so the next day goes past and uh, the dragon's slightly bigger and the kid goes look there's a dragon mum and the mother ignores it again because dragons don't exist. Hmm. And then it gets to the stage where the dragons in every room in the house, and the kids like, look, the dragons, like it's getting so much bigger now. Look, look, mum. The mum ignores the dragon because dragons don't exist. And then eventually it gets to the point where the dragon's so big, it runs off with the house like a, as if the house was like a shell of a tortoise, right? <laughs> it just runs off with it. And the mother's forced to uh, pay attention to this dragon, obviously, because it's ran away with the house. How can it? How can she uh, ignore it yeah. much longer? And then, as soon as the dragon is noticed by the mother, it shrinks back to its original size, right? Like the size of a dog mm. or a cat. Um, there's a cat. It just jumped next to me. That's why I mentioned it's a cat. <laughs> so, what does this tell us about dragons? tells us that they can start off small and they get bigger each day especially when they're left unnoticed so you're and how long I'll explain the rest of it alright okay and so they can get bigger when they're left unnoticed and they get so big that not only can they reach every room in your house they can run away with your house Hmm. and then you have to confront the dragon right and when you pay attention to the dragon it shrinks down to a manageable size that's right that's the framework of what a dragon is in my mind 
Uh, what were you about to say? There? So just to just to clarify your imagery here and with the, the story that you've had. So dragon is a metaphorical sense for a problem, a moment in some an event or anything in somebody's life that can cause them some kind of distress some kind of obstacle that i have to your get your cat is distressing me right now it's gonna climb up it's, and <laughs> spill my tea i will, I will <laughs> get away <laughs> problem solved problem solved indeed okay um that was a dragon right there um that's actually not just a dragon right a dragon <laughs> is a problem that can kill you that's what a dragon is a, a, a problem that can kill you that can kill you yes because that's a dragon is this apex predator mm. that breathes fire and I'm just Johnny I know it's quite it's quite it's quite it's quite amazing to think I guess because like if you think about it in that kind of metaphorical sense of ignoring it and it getting bigger and bigger until it runs away with your house so to speak you can sort of like turn anything into like a dragon deeming that sort of title yeah like say depression it could be a dragon yeah um, so the the idea say there's a problem in your marriage and it's just like, say the that the problem is essentially a dragon okay starts okay. off small problem in your marriage right and you don't want to you don't want to address it because he wants to do that it's hard right it's painful solving these kinds of problems right mm -hmm. so the dragon goes unnoticed or not unnoticed but uh, unaddressed mm -hmm. right and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and the idea that it fills every room in your house it's like you can't go anywhere without encountering the dragon mm -hmm. that's what that means right and then eventually when it's uh, still not tended to it runs off your whole house mm -hmm. so in the story of there's a problem in your marriage right there's just, keeps on getting bigger bigger and then bam you're divorced now <laughs> right. and that's that's well that's the dragon running away your house mm -hmm. and you know you can you can face your dragons at whatever stage you want to but there will be a stage where you don't have a choice anymore Mm -hmm. and it runs by your house and you have to uh, face the dragon whether you're ready for it or mm -hmm. not so that's my understanding of a dragon yeah at some point the dragon comes for you yeah comes for your house and I just I'm just I'm just kind of thinking like this idea of us just this really stereotypical like, let's take the stereotypical dragon story of a knight in a castle who goes and slays the dragon to claim some kind of reward be it reputation at the, his own castle or uh, save the damsel in distress or get the treasure or whatever 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 person getting gets at the end of the day at the end of the story it's always he's always better off than he was at the start yeah. so know? a dragon isn't a dragon if it's not guarding some treasure yeah right that's another thing what a dragon is you know, obviously every story that has a dragon it has a treasure. Mm -hmm. It's guarding something, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it's just, yeah, it's this idea that you're better off when you face your dragons. Mm. Uh, you, you know, you, you gain something. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, like, I'm, I'm actually so interested in the fact that you could apply that 
kind of mindset, that exact structure to every single story that's ever sort of been, more or less every single story that's ever. You have a character who has a particular challenge or dragon yeah. to overcome, and then by the end of the story, hopefully that they are in a better place after overcoming that challenge, after overcoming, yeah. after slaying that dragon. And it, it is actually, it is, it's so fascinating to think about that. The fact that it's these stories that then impact us, that then make us think that we can, we can then sympathize with those kinds of stories. We could then realize, hang on a second, what are, what are, what are my dragons? You know, what, yeah. what can I face? What, what is it that I need to face? What am I scared of? What's coming for me? And what do I need to deal with before it runs away with my house? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, I just think, I just think it's like a really, it's, it's a really lovely way of thinking about it, you know? Because you could say, oh, we all have problems and we all got to deal with them, you know? Like, it's just so much, it just, it just makes, it makes me anyway feel so much better to think that I've got this kind of thing that, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta deal with. Otherwise, you know, and you'll be better off in the end. I think that's one of the most attractive things about, like, what is it that attracts the knight to go kill the yeah, dragon? Yeah, because... What, what attracts him to kill the dragon? Yeah, is it the fame? Is it the fact that he has to train up? No, usually the knight is scared, you know? Yeah. Usually it's like, he's prepared his whole life for this moment. The only reason why he needs to slay said dragon is because of what's going to happen after he does. You know, yeah, peace well, throughout the also kingdom, Also, what or, happens if he doesn't do it? Exactly. Well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's two sides of things. You don't always do something because of what you get out of it. It's a lot of the time you do something mm-hmm. because if you don't do it, and something bad will happen. And I think that's how it links into what you were saying. That kind of... The, the, how chaos has two sides yeah there's two like, sides yeah that's what I was about to say mm-hmm. chaos there's this idea of order and chaos and that it's it's not it's not good and bad order and chaos is not just good and bad good and evil right there's two sides to order and there's two sides to chaos mm-hmm. so the bad side of chaos you could easily imagine mm-hmm. and it's usually just described as chaos but the good side would be possibility mm-hmm. you know there's a sea of possibilities. There's the war metaphor, mm-hmm. right? You know, and the the dragon is this combination of the the good and the bad chaos. The bad chaos. It's a big, unpredictable monster that can kill you at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. But it's the good side of chaos as well because it brings treasure. Mm-hmm. You know, it brings you know all all that sort of mm. stuff it just comes down to these two endings a happy ending or a sad ending and i think the only way to ever have like the happy ending is to defeat said dragon i mean just what you were saying about um how chaos as he decides it reminds me of like you know like a lucky dip you know you stick your hand on lucky dip you can't see anything you don't know if you're going to get anything at all but there is a chance that you can get a prize in the end and why do we do it we don't we don't not do it we don't go well there's probably no chance i'll ever get a prize no, the people line up to do it because they feel like they have a chance. They feel like they can win something. They feel like they, they'll feel good because they feel that if they take this chance, they will end up better than they were. And they think that waiting in that line was worth it. Yeah, so yeah, people love the good side of chaos. That's what, that's what makes things interesting. That's what makes it attractive. The fact that you don't know what's going to happen. That's what curiosity is. Mm-hmm. It's the mapping of the unknown, the, mm-hmm. the possibilities of chaos. Mm-hmm. That's what... That's what curiosity is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and th- there's a reason. There's a there's a reason why like, Ben. Why do you think, like in 
an archetypal uh, dragon and hero story. Okay. There's always a damsel in stress in the tower. Why is that? Why do you think that is? There, there's a there's a reason why dragons are associated with like this, the idea of, uh, like, like the the virgin and the dragon, are oh. associated so closely, and it's like, why is that? It's 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 the idea again of there's two sides of chaos, mm. right? And a lot a lot of time you. Women are well. There's this idea of masculine and feminine, right? Right. And feminine in like mythology is is the chaos. It's the order and chaos, right? And mm-hmm. again, that's not that's not a like a, a political thing, or it's not a that's that's what it is, right? <laughs> and there's two sides of that, good and bad, right? Okay. And it's this the idea the women the feminine, right? Is both the dragon and it's both the virgin and the castle. Okay. And <clears throat> uh, you know, there's this idea that you know a lot of people like are they think back in Genesis, right? Um, the snake made the snake made Eve self-conscious, basically. She, the snake gave the yeah, fruit to temptation. Eve, right? Yeah. So essentially, the snake made Eve self-conscious, and Eve made Adam self-conscious, right? Mm. And there's a few ways you can look at that, right? Because the way, like, humanity set up, right? Uh, you know, it's the men that have usually have to go out to get the women, right? Defeat the dragon, get the mm. damsel in distress, right? That's that's what that's what these mm. stories are telling about. And if you put that in a a, a daily scenario, think about, like it's yeah. Women make men self-conscious, right? That's not a that's not a <laughs> abstract yeah, <laughs> description. Women make men nervous. Yes, and it's the idea that you need to conquer the dragon yeah. part of the feminine before I would just, you get the other part of the feminine. Yeah, I, I can see where you. I actually think that's interesting. Yeah, I, I can see. I get, a lot of stories. I can everywhere. see where you're coming from and how this dragon story. We'll just call we'll call it the dragon. But story yeah, that, that you can you can talk you can put that in any. Scenario yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could in any kind of human scenario. There's always a a dragon, so to speak. Yeah. There is in every story and in every kind of experience that we go through. There is always this dragon to overcome. You know, like in the example that you were giving, you've got, you know, um, you know, say the guy wants the girl, but the dragon is and conquering his own self, um, his own, what's it called? Self-consciousness. Yeah. He's shy. He needs to overcome that kind of dragon to get the girl. Similarly, um, you can, somebody with depression would always need to do, would try to conquer that kind of dragon or that dragon's going to eat them up alive. And and I guess this point where we're always like, Wow, yeah, you can actually just input that structure of a story into any kind of scenario in life. There's always a challenge that we always need to overcome every single step of the way. Um, and I think and I think the really nice thing about being a Christian, especially, is if we go back to those kind of books, uh, to those stories where all the water was involved, where we used this chaos, we had Noah, Jonah, and uh, Moses. Yeah. What was, how, how, what was the reason how they all came out through the end? What was the big, big reason? They had God. They had this this Father who they who told them exactly what they needed to do, which allowed them to come out the other side. 
he gave he gave Noah the the measurements to make the ark. He gave um, he told Moses that he'd be with him through the waters, and he and he told and Jonah prayed three days inside the belly of the whale, the fish, and he was spat out. You know, it's this idea that there is a presence there. There is like some kind of helping hand and you can you can, you could you could honestly like talk about that in that kind of deity sense but you could also lower it right down to this sort of companion sense you know what is it that the hit knight slays the dragon with a sword a sword all right and where to get the sword <laughs> the blacksmith from the blacksmith oh in their first recording we had such a line days after wait wait what the first time <laughs> um yeah so the blacksmith and what i'm saying is Every knight needs his blacksmith, you know? Similarly, every person, because I believe everybody's sort of like the knight now, like having, having talked about this, everybody, if you think about it, is the knight of their own story, male and female. You know, we all have dragons to conquer, but every knight needs a blacksmith, you know? We're not saying that you need to be the sole hero who needs to do everything yourself. That's not what we're saying at all, all right? None of the heroes in the Bible could ever have done anything themselves, all right? The whole point of that was because that God was with them, and kept them safe and secure. And just bringing that down to like friendship levels and the fact that we have these blacksmiths and these squires and these, all these people around us that are perfectly willing to help us slay our dragons, you know? And we, as humans, are perfectly willing to help other people slay their dragons, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure if somebody came up to you and said, look, I'm actually like really struggling here, I need your help. You, without a doubt, you'd be like, oh yeah, no help, problem. Help, there's this dragon with wings. Yeah, have a sword, I'm your blacksmith. <laughs> help. And especially experienced, experienced sort of knights as well. You know, we can always, we can always go to like <laughs> our elders nice. or people who have been through similar things to get that to get that um, advice to slay these particular dragons. And I, I'm sorry, I'm just so hyped about the fact that this structure fits so well into the human experience. It fits so well into this kind of narrative. I mean, it's that we're human, all in. It's the human story. It is the human story. The human story is about voluntarily going out to slay the dragon, to slay the, dragon. the treasure. Exactly, the and that is like the oldest tale of all time. But it's, it's probably it is everywhere. It's you everywhere. look everywhere. It's every movie, every book, every kind of life that you think about. What kind of dragon? Shrek. Do you have? Exactly, you know. And what was the <laughs> what was the big dra- What was the dragon that Shrek had to overcome though? It wasn't actually the dragon. It was the fact that he was an ogre. And it was about getting acceptance, <laughs> and it was it was it was it was Fiona turning into yogurt and being accepted. This into is that a, kind of... this is not a Shrek commentary. No, but that's the whole story of it. You know, it's about being okay with who you are, and that is a, a dragon altogether. Shout you know? out to Shrek. Shout out to Shrek, my man, Mike Myers. Uh, <laughs> anyway, also I need to emphasize. Uh, we can go on and talk about. Go on and slay your dragon, wherever. But you know, what is that? What's that gonna do for anyone? Mm. So right, it can. Be, it sounds a bit cheesy to be honest with you, right? It, does. I mean, it, is, it is cheesy, right? Go on and slay your dragons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'll bring it back to the point that the dragon, the dragon is this, like almost undefeatable apex hair I mean the Bible goes on for a full chapter just describing the how, absolute how undefeatable it is yeah. like it it does that for a reason mm. and just bring it back to the point that dragons dragons can kill you right mm. that's what they are they're they the are thing that kills you super super dangerous they're the chaos that kills you so I you know I, I'm not gonna sit here and just 
say just kill your dragons it's gonna be it's gonna be hard they're dragons for a reason mm. but you know it's it'll be it's beneficial if you just sit down i mean like really sit down for like an hour and like at least just thinking just like what it is a class point what, what are what are the what are my dragons mm-hmm. right what are these what are the things what's the chaos in my life where is it like what 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 actually is it right mm-hmm. that's the that's the discovering and uh, addressing your dragons mm-hmm. right you know some people like to live in the fog because mm. you know maybe they don't want to see that see what's in the fog because it might hurt them might scare them and they'll just live mm. in the fog mm-hmm. but you know you shouldn't live in the fog for obvious reasons yeah. um as i say in that wee story the dragon the dragon grows each day until it runs mm. off your house yeah and it's the idea you know again dragons can kill you Take that very seriously. You know, yeah. if you don't address just, these problems, then, you know they'll they'll address you sooner or later. Yeah, if I could, if I could just jump in real quick, I could honestly like half these stories. It's not just one big fight against a dragon. Like a good chunk of it is them on an adventure, on a quest, finding the dragon, figuring. So out it's the whole process. Yes, yeah, the entirety of the story. You know, we're not we're not at all saying. Hey, uh, there's a reason it's an adventure. Yeah. These are adventure stories. What is adventure? It's exploring the unknown. To un- get something better exploring the chaos that's what the that's what unknown is it's the chaos Leading, linking us back to the whole curiosity that we were talking about earlier and then it's just this ramp up right the very final the climax yeah the climax is the dragon that's what that's what's been leading to that's mm-hmm. what that's that's what the, the that's point. what advent that's what the adventure is mm-hmm. so yeah. I, i'd say you know <laughs> what <laughs> we figure out where your dragons are and address yeah. them um, again it is a class class thing to sort of meditate on because I know I know a lot of people that just sort of are stuck in the mud like are just like you know what I, I just don't know what to do but most of the time like they do know what's wrong but they just don't have the equipment or the or the or the way to actually go out and slay the dragon let alone take that first step out into that adventure story um, and that's sort of where I link back to the whole um blacksmith kind of analogy you know you like, like this blacksmith i honestly analogy, do no I honestly like friendship i never the, thought of this blacksmith analogy until you <laughs> relentlessly <laughs> like, brought it up. i'm just saying like the the side this idea of fellowship and companionship like completely different like what's the lord of the rings without fellowship i mean it's a good point mate yeah like what's the what's any story without that side character you know that saves the hero's life at one point because if they, if they weren't there end of the story you know and like every single person who's listening to this right now is the main character of their own story but you're also a very important character in another person's story whether you like it or not that's just how it is you know and that gives you worth and that gives you value as christians however we have the ultimate blacksmith you know we have the ultimate person not only is he the author of this story, but he's also like, you know, I'm going to give you this OP weapon. It's called Jesus Christ. You can slay any dragon with it, you know? It's the cheesiest. <laughs> I don't care. It works. It fits well. But that's just how I think. I'm a big kid in my head, but... Yeah, this episode's going to be titled Cheese. No, it's not, not. Not dragons. Cheese. I think, though, it works. What? The entire analogy. Oh, of course it works. <laughs> I mean, it's like no one, no one, what you want. no one came up with this story. Yeah, 
this story wasn't made. It was <laughs> this this story is what it's our it's, psyche. It's, it's just it's what we are. Yeah. That's what happens. It's a description of reality. It's not no one made that story. Yeah. It was right from the beginning. Shrek always existed. Genesis and we can read about it all the way into the future <laughs> revelation. Like it is the Sarah Werman. One thing. Yeah. I think that that wraps it up that quite well. Thirty one minute mark somewhere around there. <laughs> right, well right. then hopefully this <laughs> hopefully this was on par with our first tech <laughs> yeah, this of this episode. Fifth recording of it because we had technical difficulties but we got there eventually I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. hopefully. We'll see we'll yes. see now when I try and see if this <laughs> Well, hopefully, um, yes, we gave you some kind of encouragement if you ever feel like you've got a dragon to slay at some point. Yeah. But um, I really mean sit down for an hour with no distractions and think, mm. meditate on that idea. Yeah, because it will, it will do you some good. Maybe open up the Bible if you're able. Um, talk to your friends, talk to your blacksmiths. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for listening to episode three of ATT. Do not right-click, Josh. Okay. Have a good night. Goodbye. Whatever.